Here's a thought about judging our own work. And I'll start with a paraphrase of one of my favorite all-time authors, Charles Dickens, as he so adroitly said at the beginning of A Tale of Two Cities, but paraphrased for photography, we are the best judge of our own work. We are the worst judge of our own work. And that puts us directly into a pickle because we have to be a judge of our own work. Every time you make a photograph, there are decisions that you will have to make about that photograph. How do you process it? How big do you make it? How do you crop it? How do you render colors? What necessary adjustments are there to the image that will improve it? We have to make judgments. It's the nature of being an artist is to make judgments. But at the same time, we're probably our own worst judge because we have the memory of having been there and seen the place and the time and the moment with our own eyes. We also know what our intentions are. And sometimes those intentions don't come through in the photograph at all. So we see it, but others won't. And then there's the really tricky part, which is the fact that we judge our work based on our life experiences. And so we bring to every subject that we photograph a certain knowledge, a certain prejudice, a certain disposition, a kind of historic context with which we've embraced this subject or this kind of moment or this kind of light before. And all of that memory and part of our life history influences what we see. And then there's our culture. That influences what we see in a photograph that others may not see. This really came home to me in the early 1980s. I had made a photograph of a young boy in a barber chair getting his first ever haircut. And his grandfather was there trying to calm him down and make him feel better, but at the same time, hold him in the chair so that he could get his hair cut. And the young boy was just having nothing to do with it. He was crying and screaming. And I thought it was a little bit of a Norman Rockwell moment in a young boy's life. And I made a photograph that I thought was interesting. It told a story. But I showed that image to a friend of mine who was very critical of it. She thought it was an awful photograph. And I asked her why. And she says, well, look at the grandfather's finger as he is holding down this young boy in the barber's chair. It's pointing right to his private parts. And I said, well, yeah, he happened to be holding him down that way. But she said, it's so suggestive. And I thought, oh, there's interpretation here that indicates some sort of deeply disturbing personal injury. And some time later, she told me that she had been abused as a child. It was a terrible tragedy. But look at how it affected her way of interpreting a photograph years later. How could I have possibly predicted that that would be a response to this Norman Rockwell kind of photograph of a young boy getting his hair cut? That's what I mean when I say we can't be a very good judge for our own work because we can only judge how we respond to a photograph, not how others will respond to a photograph. And how others respond is completely out of our control. So we can try to do our best. We can try to 
use as much objectivity in looking at our photographs as we possibly can, but ultimately we can never look at our own photographs through the eyes of the people who will see them because we can't predict what they bring to the photograph. And that's why, to some degree, the only audience that really counts is the audience we can directly influence, and that's ourselves. But in doing so, we also have to accept the fact that we will occasionally be the worst judge of our own work, because we cannot predict how other people will interpret what we've photographed. Copyright 2023 Lenswork Publishing